0: Welcome to the Profitable Accountant Podcast. I'm your host, Reza Hooder, practice owner, coach, and mentor to accounting firm owners. In this podcast, I share practical strategies to get new clients, charge higher prices, and build a profitable accounting firm that you're proud of. From time to time, I also interview other accountants doing incredible things so you can learn what's working and take tangible takeaways to implement. Make sure you press the follow button on your podcast player so you get notified when I release a new episode. Now, on to today's session. Hello, hello. Hope you've had a good start to the. So today I'm recording in unusual circumstances, not in my normal studio, but actually I'm uh, at at—I'm uh, on a walk and <laughs> this is the only time I've got to record. It's actually Tuesday, you're probably listening to this at least uh, the earliest on a Saturday, which is when they drop, but as we are, are away for the rest of the week, I thought i have to get the recording done before I go away so you don't miss out on your episode this morning. So I'm actually, uh, instead of recording in my car, because we're just about to head off to Manchester for a few days. Yep, not quite Bali, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we thought we'd uh, we're just about to get away. My daughter has regular weekly appointments. It's uh, on Wednesday morning, so we just had that. And before we head off to Manchester, which is like a five-hour drive, I thought I need to get this podcast done and a quick walk in before we hit the road for the long journey ahead. Just going to spend a few days in Manchester just because it's somewhere we've never been before and my son is a Man City fan, glory hunter I know, and uh, has been wanting to visit the stadium for a while and I managed to get some tickets for the match on Saturday as well. So spend a few days in Manchester, we we'll do a couple of day trips to the Peak District, hopefully see what that part of the world has to offer and then uh, watch the match on Saturday and head home. So today I'm going to be talking about anything to do with the secret to closing a sale. Now this is a topic that uh, I thought would be relevant to talk about because I as you probably heard last week I did some coaching for my team my one of my team members who handles sales calls and I was helping him to run better sales meetings and as a result of that I kind of I thought let me get back in the trenches let me do some sales calls myself again to whilst he kind of you know gets to grip with also uh, improving his techniques so I got back in the trenches I changed the calendar uh, he's on holiday this week anyway so I changed the Canonly around so that the room routing form directs people to book a call in with me for you know the higher profile kind of cases, um, rather than uh, all the cases going to Brendan. And if you're not already using routing forms, that's fantastic. It's a great feature on Calendly where you can put in, place a sequence of questions, screening questions, profiling questions, which I do recommend you do, because it helps to profile your prospect even before they get on a call with you. So you make sure you're only talking to people who are a good fit for your business. So we that's a few questions i've outlined these in previous episodes just go and search for how to use routing forms and canonly in the podcast episodes it's probably about i don't remember the number but you'll see it and uh, i talk about how to kind of set it up and why you need to use it and it saves you a ton of time and it's fantastic because it means that we get good quality prospects only showing up rather than time wasters so the one that i had the pleasure of talking to uh, yesterday as it were was a perfect fit for our capital Accounting brand. It was a... she's a YouTuber. She has only started about a year ago, but she's done fantastic. She's built up her audience to 450,000 subscribers, so getting a lot of traction. Also very bright, Cambridge uh, graduate, medical student, um, also a doctor, uh, but uh, she's earning way more, well, uh, a lot more kind of uh, uh, prospects for her on the content creation front, so she is thinking about giving up uh, medicine or taking a uh, hiatus from medicine for a while while she concentrates on building her audience and monetizing her audience through uh, content creation, which then allows her to travel all the rest of it. Anyway, we had a good chat and she is, um, uh, so in terms of, I guess, what I thought I'd talk you through today, is uh, the way that I run the sales meetings. I've talked about this before, but I'll maybe just do a, re- a recap and... to to let you know as to how do you actually get prospects, get in front of good quality prospects and then how do you run those sales meetings to increase your chances of that prospect saying yes to working with you. Now the key here, the first step obviously is the profiling. Make sure that you are actually getting in front of the right people. You can do this through your your profiling techniques uh, using Calendly routing forms or you can do it through using your own uh, kind of kind of 15 minute discovery call process which I talk about, uh, which I have talked about before and which I kind of go through in my long form uh, mentoring sessions and if you're a member of the pack, remember you've got the sales training masterclass available to you where I do a deep dive into exactly how I run the calls, you get my sales script to follow, you get the exact questions that I ask so make sure you go through that because it's a proven process that works and it's available to you in your library. Uh, apologies for the aircraft noise, we've got a kind of a mini airport near us, so little private planes taking off now and again, but hopefully it shouldn't distract you too much. We'll try and get rid of the background noise when we edit the audio for this recording. So anyway, in terms of how I generally run the course, it's very, there is a, there is a science that uh, that I follow and, uh, you know, I got this from learning about sales techniques from some of the best minds on the planet, reading sales books, reading about, uh, you know, one of the best ways of uh, getting that prospect to uh, say yes to you at the end of that meeting. The first thing is, before you even do all of that, you need to make sure you're in front of the right people and the way you do that is obviously to, know before, you know, get clear on the you know, the more, the more the prospect is is wired to want to work with them, the more you've already increased your perceived value in the minds of the prospect, before they're going on a call with you, the more likely it is that you'll find it easier to convert that prospect into a client at the put yourself out there as a specialist, people will start to see you have exactly that, regardless of how many you have, regardless of how long you've been going, how many offices you have, purely through your online presence, you can demonstrate and increase that perceived value in the client's mind. So when she got on, she already had read some of our blogs, she was aware that there are some nuances, some intricacies that apply to people in her space, content creators that generalist accounters may not know of. So already she was primed to working with a specialist and knowing that she would be paying a premium to do so. So I generally start off the calls by asking the prospect. Again, this is a tip that I gave to my My team member Brendan has said to me, you know, he was talking too much. You need to reduce the amount that you talk on the calls. It should be an 80-20 split in the prospect's favour. You speak, you speaking for 20% of the time, prospect speaking for 80% of the time. And the time that you are speaking should be spent asking the right questions. So I tend to start out by asking the prospect what's motivating them to get on a call with you to kick off the after the initial kind of niceties. You know, you've got to relate to the prospect. Then the the showing that um, find find something to re- to to relate to. So I'd already checked out her YouTube profile. I knew that she was a medic, and you know talked about you know, doctors and you know, the fact that they do a great job in NHS and all that kind of stuff. You know, build a bit of rapport with your prospect at the beginning, a couple of minutes only. Don't want to spend you know, lots of time on this, and then get straight into it in terms of why that prospect is on a call with you, and let them tell you. You don't have to introduce yourself, you don't have to say how long you've been going, and hopefully if your your website or wherever they found you has done a good enough job, you don't need to either, because they already know, there's already a reason why they're talking to you and not talking to somebody else, for that matter. There are hundreds of thousands of founders out there, they've chosen to speak to you, there's something obviously that's resonated with them, maybe referral, maybe through your website, maybe through social media that you've done, something has prompted them to book a call with you. So let them talk, you know, what's, what's motivated them to reach out, why are they on the call with you, and generally they'll start talking about what their, their situation, their problems, their pain points, whether they've got an accountant, not going account to accountant, and then in my sales script, my process, you know, that I, I, I give quite a few different types of questions to kind of get into what, what are the challenges they're facing, what are the frustrations, what are their pain points, because remember, ultimately, people are motivated to take action when they're in pain, so we need to uncover what is that pain, what are the problems that uh, are causing that pain, and for them to see that the impact that that pain is having. We need to emotionally connect them with that pain before taking them to a desired outcome. So once we've extracted what the challenges are, the frustrations are, made that real, talked about some of the ramifications of what could happen if that situation continues, we want to ask them in their own mind what success means. What does success look like to them in months from now, 18 months from now, and let them talk about what, what situation they would like to be in 12 months, 18 months from now that represents success for them. Now, this is a a great question to do because what you want to do is you want to get them emotionally connected to a desired future state, to a desired outcome that they want to reach. And by doing that, simply by asking the question, you are positioning yourself as that bridge, as that guide who's going to help that prospect get from where they are to where they want to get to. Simply by asking the questions in that manner, first what you've done is you've actually Positioned yourself as someone who understands their problem because you've asked the right questions to get them to talk about it. The mere fact that they are talking about it and you are acknowledging and appreciating and saying that, yes, absolutely, you know, the people who come to us have exactly the same problems, automatically they feel that you can relate to their situation. And then you take them to a desired outcome and they see you as the bridge, as that guide that's going to help them to get there. So, after doing that, then what you want to do is you want to talk about some, uh, you know, ask them about more kind of specifically you know, what are the motivations for getting those results, you know, how what difference would it make in their life. And then after all of that, then they, they should be, you know, you should be in a position where they've kind of already told you what their problems are, where they want to get to, and what they need help with. So. When you get to that point, it's the case of, okay, so what do you think I can help you with specifically? Let them come out with the answer themselves. They'll tell you exactly what they think they need. And then you can then go into your solution, which will be an exact match for their problem. See, the the beauty about doing it in this way is that you're not trying to shoehorn your solution. You're not trying to get a square peg into a round hole. You are going to be able to match your solution with their problem once you've actually extracted what their problem is where they want to get to and what help they feel they need from you and you can pigeonhole exactly what your solution is in line with their problem so it it works beautifully and when they say that you can say absolutely that's something we can help with we do this all the time we work with many content creators like you this is how it works in a nutshell and high level overview talk about the outcomes that you help your clients to achieve so outcomes being not generally the outputs outputs are doing the tax and doing the accounts doing the bookkeeping the outcomes is more the, the peace of mind the risk that you help taken away the fact that they can access your expertise and your advice when they need you, the outcomes in terms of you know, tax savings, time savings, uh, stress savings, all these things are the outcomes that you help deliver. That's what you want to talk about. That's what the clients are paying you for. So once you've, uh, once you've done that, then it's the case of you wait for their queue, they may have some more specific questions for you around your service. Now typically, if you've done it the right way, you're not gonna get questions around advice. They're not going to ask you advice, but they will ask you specific questions around your service, which is what you want them to do, because when you're getting questions asked about your service, so for example, in yesterday's meeting, I was asking about, okay, so, you know, who would my contact be? Would it be you? Would it be somebody else? that's it be someone on my team? You say, okay, well, you know, how does it work in terms of your services, can I, what well, you I'd already talked about the fact that you get access to us, uh, completely unlimited access to us when you need us for a fixed fee, and then she was the one who said, okay, so, you know, what does a fixed fee look like, and then I was able to bring up our pricing tool and take her through the pricing process. You see, everybody wants to know the price, and you need to be able to give a price in that meeting and something I never used to do, but hopefully you are doing this already because you've heard me say this enough times, that you absolutely must give the price in a meeting with the prospect. No matter how bad you think you are at sales, you're much better than a PDF document or an Outlook email. You should by now have a pricing tool that allows you to do this, whether you're using something like Go Proposal or using, uh, I guess, Practice Edition is not really a pricing tool, but Effective Pricing is one. Or even if you simply just have a one-page document, something I provide to members as well for three packages of service. You want to, you need to be able to give that price in person, how that price is made up, what it looks like for that prospect to allow them to choose which option they want to go with. So when she was when she asked me, I said absolutely, I can bring it up on screen, just take a few details from you, we can go through the price, and we started to do that on the screens, we have a section within our Go proposal, which is titled Accounting Solutions for Content Creators, so she could see exactly the bundle of services that would be included, that she would need, we started to populate all of those, and then when we got, uh, kind of, what, uh, what she needed we press the button get calculation and the number came up and then I talked her through you know the numbers and then' was silent and waited for her come back and that's something that uh, it's very tempting to when you give the price to be able to, want to talk over it because you're in that you just want to get their feedback or you know you feel that you have to do the talking but the best thing you can do at that situation is just stay quiet you just shut the hell up don't say anything once you're presented the price and let them make that first move let the them give you their reaction on the price. And it turns out that she was asking questions around, okay, so, you know, what else is there? What do I need? Which is good, because if you're getting questions like that around the price, that's fantastic. It shows that the prospect is really engaged. It shows that they want to work with you. They want to make sure that they are getting the right package for their needs. So if you're getting questions around that, that's a really good sign. And you won't get that if you don't have that pricing conversation in person with the prospect. Always make sure you have that pricing conversation in person so you can actually work with that prospect to get to a package. You want them to understand how your price is made up. You want to be able to have the opportunity to talk about the value that they are getting, and you don't get that when you just send the price over email. So she was asking about particular. Services that uh, were included in the package about, you know, company secretarial services and what does that entail? And uh, she's talking about we have uh, kind of tax calculations and management accounts included. So she was asking whether she needed that and what that entailed and what value she would get from it. I and mean, she was earning probably about 5,000 or so a month at the moment from her content activities she only just set up her company she's been trading as a kind of a sole trader uh, since sort of about August or so last year so she'll have a year where she'll be sole trader but then she would started her company so it would be taking care of her company the fee came to around about uh, I think with everything included, it's about 350 a month. So you're talking about four grand, just over four grand, four and four and a half grand. So not a big client uh, for us, but you know, for the amount of, of work required. Uh, for a business that's turning over less than a hundred thousand, it's not a bad fee, and you can charge those kind of fees when you are the specialist. She wasn't phased by the number. In fact, uh, initially I said you probably don't need the management accounts or tax calculations for the size of business that you're at, but she thought, okay, well, you know what? What if I did have it? How much would it cost? She wants to know. Similarly, with VAT returns, she doesn't need to be VAT registered yet, but she wanted to know. Well, you know what? When I do get to that level, what does it cost? Which is great because we can then turn these things on. can show her the price she can see what it amounts to so there's no because remember although you know these things inside out uh, for a prospect you know they are They're in the dark. So you've got to manage their expectations about what lies ahead, what are the different ramifications, when when their income level goes up, you know, what what could change? Because nobody wants an axis surprise. Nobody suddenly wants, you know, a fee to go from you know a few hundred pounds a month to, you know, double that or triple that just because something changed, because they don't know what could happen. So the more you talk about your pricing process in front of them and give them that peace of mind, and manage their expectations, the more likely it is that they will uh, they will trust you to want to work with you. So we went through all that and uh, answered all her questions around the service and I said that hey, absolutely, it's not going to be myself that you'll be dealing with, it'll be my colleague Brendan who looks after. Maybe. Like you, so understands your industry inside out and you'll be in safe hands with him. And she said, Oh, can I get a chance to talk to him? I said, Yeah, absolutely. He's on holiday at the moment, but uh, what I'll do is I'll send over a link after this meeting so you can book a call with him when he returns next week. Which is fantastic because the fact that she was asking to have a conversation with Brendan is brilliant because already if she hadn't done that then I would have suggested it anyway to remove that process because the last thing we want to do is to let them go away and say I'll think and again I've got time to go into how to deal with the I'll think about objections I've done that before I've also got a um, a uh i think i've got a guide as well how to handle the protection handling if you remember it's in the sales training masterclass. uh if not then uh, reach out to me on linkedin i've got a, a objection handling script which i am happy to send across to you but the fact that she asked for it was, was brilliant because that shows that she's interested she's engaged and she wants to move this along. So that was the outcome of the call, that she got the proposal, she knows exactly what it is, and she's also now got a link to book a call with Brendan next week, who will be her account manager going forward, and hopefully, once she's done that, she will sign the proposal. Now, I'm, pro- I'm 90% confident that she will. Um, I will report back to you next week to see whether she has or not, and uh, I'll keep you informed, but, My feeling, my gut feeling, based upon how the conversation went, the fact that how she found us, and uh, the fact that uh, she asked for that secondary call with her account manager are all good signs, and the fact that she was asking lots of questions around the price as well. Again, very good signs that she will come on board as a client, and if she does, it will be excellent because, uh, yeah, really good, really good client. To have, she's growing, and uh, I think she will be. She will be very successful, and hopefully, as she scales, and so will we. So, um, all in all, yeah, good, uh, good result. Um, well, not good result yet, but it was a good meeting to have had, and I'm glad I kind of went back in uh, because I quite enjoy doing the sales conversations. I don't know about you, but I really enjoy them, uh, and they do become enjoyable once you have a script to follow, and once you, you know, once you start to see the results, the fruits of your results, the fact that you know that these calls do do go to plan when you follow this framework, these proven frameworks, this process, these processes, scripts, that you actually. They all go. They all go pretty much the same way. You ask a question. You know what kind of answer you're getting. So you feel much more in control of that conversation. You know exactly what to ask at what time in order to be able to move that prospect along that journey of knowing you, liking you, and then trusting you enough to do business with you, knowing exactly how and when to bring up the pricing tool as well. These are all really key skills in closing the deal, the secrets to closing a sale as it were, which hopefully is gonna be the title of this episode. So, hope you has got some value from that. Um, if uh, I sound a bit, um, Uh, out of breath Uh, forgive me because uh, I've been on a walk and uh, uh, I'm just uh, uh, yeah doing it in my uh, not my normal uh, studio because of reasons that I said at the start of this podcast episode so hopefully that's been of value nonetheless uh, have a great weekend and I'll catch up with you in the next episode take care and bye for now thank you for listening if you want to spend more time together, get access to me personally for your questions, access to resources and training that will help you to shortcut your progress. Together with being part of an incredible community of accountants all helping each other, then come and join the pack, the Profitable Accountants Community. There's 100 plus accountants that I mentor and they help each other to get results faster than trying to do it alone. Go to reshood.com forward slash mentoring to learn more or message me directly on LinkedIn. Take care.